This is different. I like to pace a lot because it's kind of like I'm Italian, except I, I walk when I talk. So if I, start, if I trip or something, somebody can, can help me out. Let's go to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we come before you today with hearts of praise and thanksgiving for the Father who you are, creator of all things. As, as we see the power of, of nature, of what you've created bearing down on in this and we sit in, in the path of things that are, are, are fearful to us, Lord. We, we can remember that these things came to be through your breath. You are the creator of all things. You are above all things. And yet you still came, condescending yourself to become a man, to die for us. Father, help us today. Lord Jesus, help us today. And in these coming weeks, explore the magnitude of that gift and how it shapes us in our lives. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so our focus in the next couple of weeks, and I'm going to try and set this up today. I'll move this so I don't uh, knock it. Is The Measure of a Man, this book, right here. Um, so here it is. If you don't want to get a copy, we'll do our best to tell you what it says, but you, we may miss something. So I encourage you, get a copy of the book. It's an excellent book. It's a, it's, it's a, uh, it explores manhood through, through a sort of classic look. It's, it's, a, it's been a bestseller for years by Gene Getz. Um, so here you have it. Now, obviously, this book is not this book, right? This book's not the inspired word of God. And the last time I checked, it's not in the canon. So keep that in mind as we explore this. It is a book that sold a million copies, so it's probably a pretty good insight. Um, you might ask yourself, could a million people be wrong? <laughs> it's okay. Um, back to the point. I think you're going to enjoy this uh, and grow from it. So, so let's get on. Uh, what's this semester all about? There you have it. That's the whole semester. You've got it on your sheets as well. Paul's maturity profile. So take a look at that. Read through it. You got it? Just do that. And we're done. We're good. You guys get your Tuesday mornings back, right? Isn't that great? Now, we do need to go to it in a little more detail. Um, it's not quite that easy. So each of these things are challenging, as I know you know. Uh, so we'll be looking at in depth at each one of these um, maturity profile characteristics, these 20 attributes of a godly man that um, Gene gets. Obviously, he didn't come up with these. They should look familiar to you. Um, but each of these attributes we will be going through over the next two weeks. So I, I encourage you guys. This is going to be an awesome opportunity to grow. Um, so does that look familiar to anybody? I hope so. Where does that list come from? <laughs> uh, I don't think Timothy or Titus would agree with you. But, uh, yeah, this is, this is, this is uh, from Timothy and Titus. Paul, uh, this list is put together from the, from the books of Timothy and Titus that uh, Bernard gets, all right? 
So you might recognize these and say, wait a minute, aren't these the qualifications for a pastor or an elder? Uh, if, you're, if you're an elder, this should be very relevant to you. If you're a pastor, this should be very relevant. But some of you may be thinking, well, I'm not a pastor or an elder. What does this have to do with me? Uh, a couple of things. Uh, Getz contends, and I agree with him, and I think God agrees as well, that these are worthy of a much broader application. I want you to think about it this way. Some of you, in the places that you go, in the people you see, or even in the confines of your own house, may be the only Bible some people hear. So, in some respects, we're all pastors. We're all elders. We all have a responsibility to bear the news of Christ in a mature way. Um, but beyond that, yeah, this is true. It applies to pastors, but it's not limited to pastors. It's a great opportunity as we go through these to see that how we all can grow as, as men spiritually uh, to become more like Christ. And isn't that ultimately the whole purpose here? Okay? Ultimately, from God's view, what is the measure of a man? There's the answer, right? The measure of a man is to become conformed to the image of Christ. That's what this is all about. And we know that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his Son, so that we would be the firstborn among many brethren. God's whole intent for us is that we conform to the image of Jesus. Okay? It's not about teaching. It's not about preaching. It's not about prophesying or speaking in tongues or any gift. Ultimately, the bottom line is our walk here, once we have accepted Christ, is to walk into conformity, to be more conformed, to be like him. Um, so these measures uh, are really are tools. These measures are tools to help us achieve that goal. Keeping in mind, again, the measure of a man is what? God's measure of a man. To be conformed. God's measure of a man, a godly man, is ultimately to be as close to our Savior as you can be. Okay, so, let's see, there we go. A uh, couple of things. Some of you may be looking at this slide right now and being like, hey, no problem. I got this. Right? I got this. Um, I've, got a, I've got some assessments. I'm going to put on my doctor's hat here. Uh, which is a dangerous thing, but I'm going to do it anyway. My assessment of your condition, okay, and all of these assessments of these conditions I'm going to talk about, they begin with a D, because alliteration is a godly thing. We have to do it. Um, my assessment is that you suffer from delusion. If you think you have no longer have room to grow, you're essentially saying you're perfect. Putting it, put it another way, you're basically saying I'm fully conformed. Christ. I don't know about you guys, but I'm a long way from there. Okay, I'm a little closer than I once was, but I'm a long way from there. Put it another way, uh, my friends, I've worshipped Jesus, I've studied Jesus, 
Jesus and I go back more than 20 years. I know Jesus. Oh, where'd it go? And Senator, you know Jesus. Remember that moment? Now, I know I'm being harsh here, and I'm just setting aside the joking. It's actually, it's actually uh, a good thing. Because you want to grow, don't you? You want room to grow. You want to be able each day to make that glorious further progress towards that glorious end that's in store for all who put their, their hope in, in Jesus. Um, so I'm not really wanting to, to beat, beat you up here. I had, a, I had a, a biology professor once tell me that the only cure for dandruff is death. So if you've got a bottle of head and shoulders, sorry. Um, why? Because the skin is constantly revitalizing itself. It's, it, it's dying off and becoming new. It's shedding the old and replacing it again. And, and, and the minute it stops doing that is the minute you're, you're dead. Kind of, it's kind of a crude example. Okay? Yeah, all analogies break down. Um, maybe this one didn't get going from the start. But <laughs> the point is, with us, the moment we run out of room to grow in Christ is the moment we're either fooling ourselves or we're physically but perhaps not spiritually, dead. So be thankful. Because none of you look dead to me. Uh, okay, so. Some of you may be looking at that list and saying, there's no way. That's too much. Um, your condition I diagnose as despair. Fear not. If you're, on, if you're looking at this and you're, it seems overwhelming to you, fear not. It's not about being there. You'll get there one day. Okay? If you've put your faith in Jesus, you'll get there. It's about moving towards there. It's not about being Jesus in full force and perfection. It's about moving towards him. So let me give you an analogy, another one. Maybe this one won't break down. Okay, I could no more be Jesus than I could beat LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, and Kevin Durant in a three-on-one in basketball. I might be able to do it in words with friends, but anyway, never mind. Um, that's not the point. I'm never going to match LeBron James, believe it or not. I mean, look at this. You'd think I could, but I'm never going to match LeBron James on the basketball court. That doesn't mean I can't learn from him. That doesn't mean I can't watch him and say, oh, yeah, this, look at the way he exercises, look at his jump shot, whatever it is, if I want to become better in basketball. You know, we, we, we can't be Jesus, but in the same way, we learn a little bit, time, a little at a time, one day at a time, from who he is and what he is and how he is. And we do it through this list this, this semester. We're going to be doing it through this list. So I encourage you that if you're sitting here today and thinking, oh, this is a lot to take in, uh, it seems like a lot for me to try to achieve, don't worry about it, okay? Just take it a day at a time. Victory is yours if you are someone even slightly different by the end of the semester than you were today. And if you engage the scriptures even a little bit, you'll find that you are. Even those of you who are, and I know we've got some 
super mature spiritual men in this, in this group. Even you guys. Even you guys. All right, so finally, there's some possibly here who might respond to the list and be like, whatever, right? Sorry, I got three teenage daughters, so I'm just kidding. Um, as in you don't really care. <laughs> Please do pray for me. Uh, no, they're, they're wonderful. Um, as in you don't really care. Not really, you know, not that interested in this. I came out here for some coffee, some bagels. You're throwing this list of stuff at me now. Come on. Um, I hope we don't have anybody in that boat, but it's okay if you are. I mean, it's not okay. We'll get you there. But if so, um, the idea I have for you is, wow, that actually, uh, there we go. Dead. The dark screen actually worked there for a minute. That wasn't even. Dead. Dead. Okay, we know good works, and this includes our efforts to be more like Christ, by the way. Okay, these are not what saves us, obviously. We know that. Only by his grace, through faith, and these alone are we saved, right? Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Okay, but once we've accepted Christ as our Savior, once we've grasped that we are hopelessly broken and eternally separated from God in the Holy Spirit, And the Holy Spirit, working through our lives, is going to keep us on this road of transformation that ends in our glorification. And that's going to be an amazing day. Apostle John wrote, My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. If anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is a propitiation for our sins and not uh, for ours only, but also for the sins of the world. And by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. This is an invitation to walk in the same way in which he walked. Many of you, most of you, maybe all of you are already doing that. We can all try a little harder, and we're all going to get better at it. I trust over the course of this semester. So, if you have any uncertainty, here's the thing, guys, for this morning. If you have any uncertainty as to your desire or willingness to grow in Christ, I implore you to take a moment, ponder your salvation, It may be that your condition is dead. Again, take heart if so, because there's one more more D. And this D is a cure, not a condition. You need to decide. Okay? There's a bunch of us in this room. We're about to go on a very important spiritual journey together. It's going to carry us through this semester. It's going to carry us into the men's retreat, because I know I'm going to see all you guys there. It's going to carry us on. And who knows how far it will go starting today, but here's the thing. None of us can begin the journey unless we've decided to follow Christ. And for those of us who have, speak to the men at your table. Encourage them. Let's leave no man behind. So if we're struggling, walk with him. You guys, remember I talked about we're all pastors? This may be the opportunity.
to do be just that. Along the lines, therefore, um, what I'd like to do this morning as we, uh, I'm wrapping up right now, um, I want you all to do something a little different today. I don't have questions up here. Uh, rather, I want you to take a moment, okay? Go around your tables. This is why, by the way, we needed to keep people at eight, because those of your bigger tables, you may not get this done. Um, go around your tables. Two minutes or less, okay, for those of you willing to do this, and I hope you all are, share your salvation testimony. You don't need more than two minutes. We don't need it from the very beginning of time. How it is that Jesus has changed you, how it is that you came to Christ. These, this is important because our testimonies are important, okay? If you're not sure, if you've never done this before, it's Okay. Think about this. Was I somebody once, and am I somebody different today? And is the, is, the, is the point of that Jesus? How has that changed? How have you changed since coming to Christ? Lastly, if you're uncertain about where you are, it's okay. This is the point where we start this journey together. This is the point where we come together as brothers in Christ to surround each other So we're all going on this journey together, right? One for all, all for one. I know that's about Jesus, but so are we. So I'm going to leave it here. I'm going to close this out in prayer. Uh, I hope that you will do this, and um, God bless you all. This is going to be a great semester. Thanks.